Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 59 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of May 25th, 2021. Coming up on today's show, Walt Disney World may be getting closer to selling annual passes again. The monorail beam is struck by a construction vehicle. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. (laughs) DVC is expanding at the Grand. And in our main segment, we discuss the most ridiculous things we want to do when we're back to 100% normal. This is the Circus 71. 100% normal. That is true. This is the Circus 71 podcast. Special shout out to subscribers Matt and Tori. Matt and Tori are married, living in Shamokin, Pennsylvania. I heard it's hot there. Since the COVID lockdowns, Matt and Tori have repainted their rumpus room a total of eight different times. Thanks to Matt's love of the Carousel of Progress, Tori managed to burn through 22 mixers in the process. Matt and Tori are excited for this year's 4th of July parade and fireworks show. It just goes to show you, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. True story, Donna. I only have one question for you. Go ahead. Was this inspired by the fact that we painted our kitchen today? (laughs) Somewhat. (laughs) Well done. We are up and ready to go. First news story with housekeeping this week, Walt Disney World possibly, this is a read between the lines situation, selling new annual passes again soon. Since the COVID shutdown, um, new annual pass purchases has been um, suspended. Existing APs um, and those with expired, a couple other one-off type situations have been able to renew, but no one has been able to purchase a new um, annual pass. It seems that Walt Disney World will be selling, potentially, um, APs again soon in an announcement to annual pass holders um, that we would no longer receive complimentary magic bands for the $1,000 APs that some people (laughs) Uh, pay for. Um, Disney stated this applied to annual pass purchases and renewals made August 16th, 2021 and beyond. This implies that APs will finally be able available for purchase again by the time that August 16th date rolls around. So I don't know about you, Donna, but make sure you get that complimentary magic band. You know, you laugh, but didn't I look at all of our accounts when I got that email and make sure I had ordered mine, but I didn't order one for Anthony and Andrew hadn't. So I was like, let's order the magic bands now. And Andrew's like, you're crazy. We have a hundred of them, but I did it anyway. I kind of like, I'm, I'm looking at the new um, DVC ones that I think they have discounted like $15 or 20, I think it's 15, $15. I kind of like them, but. We, well, you also uh, have a thing for magic bands. I do. I think they're cool. I have a thing for free. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy that, you know, enjoy that 85th purple magic band. I'm sure it'll bring joy to your life. Um, I need to post the uh, Mickey that lives on the wall in my Eden kitchen area for our our, uh, listeners to say, and then they'll appreciate my love of traditional free magic bands. That is true. I'd like to think I'm a part. I think Val and I are both a part of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do have, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have two of your bands on there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Go ahead. 
All right, next up, Jamie trusts me to do the really, really important stories. So here's one of them. <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain Railroad to close for refurbishment in June at the Magic Kingdom. When I read the story, my initial thought was, oh no, Anthony's going to be so sad. And then I scrolled down to the refurbishment is set to begin on June 7th and runs through to June 12th, reopening to guests on June 13th. To which I said, Jamie, we're talking about a five day closure. And he goes, huh, I guess that was really only news because that's when we're going to be there. Yeah. So you're all welcome, even if you're not going to be here. Please know Big Thunder Mountain Railroad will be down for five whole days. Yes. Well, it'd also be a big deal because Aiden should finally be tall enough to ride Big Thunder as well. So I was kind of disappointed that he may not, because um, it originally said June, and I thought it was kind of a bigger deal than it is. But yet you needed my kid to coax your kid onto Slinky. Well, you know, we may need him for Big Thunder as well. <laughs> fair so um all right so with that epic refurbishment news we have some other news as well the epcot line of the disney skyliner will close for refurbishment in january 2022 um the gondola system will be down for another uh six six days january 23rd to january 28th um, and once again, this is just the Epcot line, um, not the Pop Century AOA line or the line from Caribbean Beach to Hollywood Studios. Um, so this will impact a lot of resorts, though. Oh, Riviera, yeah. You know, Caribbean Beach um, will need to take busing to um, Epcot, as well as any of the Epcot resorts that are trying to get to Hollywood Studios will now need um, to either take the friendship boats um, or I don't know if they're doing buses for that i think they, they might, might just have to be the, uh, i guess the epcot friendship boats are, uh yeah i think it's just um friendship boats uh all right yeah i mean when yeah. i read this i i kind of let out a sigh of relief when i looked at my um current booked clients for january 2022 and did not see anyone at those the, when i say impact at resorts i'm talking about um you know like the the boardwalk beach club things like that that you know they, they would get on right there and i understand that it's still getting over from Caribbean beach to epcot but i was very very happy to not see anyone paying top dollar for boardwalk um beach club yacht club anything like that over that away because that would that would be a hit um and that would definitely be something i'd want to let my clients know about so uh if you happen to be booked and you're not booked with us to you and <laughs> double check uh those dates yeah interesting i mean obviously systems have to go down for for sure. maintenance and it's definitely good that that disney's given so much notice on this so guests can move or choose to go at a different time if they were really looking to take the uh, skyliner which i think being fair you probably would be looking to take the skyliner staying there absolutely no it's a huge plus all right. Well, next up is a story that I think Jamie and I are going to discuss a little bit more than the first couple here. And that is that Bob Chapek confirms Disney Park Pass system and virtual Donna, queues. What? You, we, we skipped one. We did? Number three. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Or do I have a different list? No, the what monorail. What are you talking track. about? The monorail then, then why did you randomly start talking about the Skyliner closure, dude? We usually do every other story. You do odds. I do evens. So you did a story. So I was doing the next story. Yes, that's true. But the Skyliner wasn't on our list. So whose fault was that? 
Well, I don't do anything wrong. So, anyways, the Walt Disney World monorail track. Wow. The Magic Kingdom. Let me finish my story. All right, go ahead. We'll get back to it. Walt Disney World, because I we're out of order now. The Walt Disney. <laughs> not that any of the listeners knew that, but. <laughs> Walt Disney World monorail track near Magic Kingdom was struck by a construction vehicle. I'm going to strike you with something. (laughs) I mean, I saw what it did to the monorail beam. I can only imagine what it would do to me. (laughs) Um, Service was currently suspended or was suspended um, when the accident occurred. Um, But it was basically just an overnight repair. Um, Cast members were directing traffic, assessing damage to the track. Not letting people use the contemporary walkway, which was an interesting one. Um, <laughs> they actually had the cast members tell people that the walkway was closed for routine maintenance, which is hysterical. Yeah, that's pretty cute. Um, but, um, you know, it's back up and running the next day. You can still see some of the, the damage, but luckily it wasn't major um because <laughs> heaven knows <laughs> that would be the end of the monorail system <laughs> um because that's not getting replaced but um yeah back up and running i think it was the next day so little injury to the monorail beam when that story broke because we had just stayed at bay lake tower uh for our for our anniversary and anthony thought the monorail was the coolest thing he's obviously seen it and he knows what the monorail is but we hadn't ridden on it since before COVID-19. So the first time he wrote on it in a good while was when we stayed at Bay Lake Tower. And he thought it was so much fun and you know everything like that. So Anthony really wanted to ride the monorail. We had been at Magic King the day before where we're like, all right, buddy, we'll ride the monorail. If it would have been the day that it got hit and that kid was told he was going to ride it and didn't get to, all hell would have broken loose. So I am so yeah. thankful <laughs> the next day that this happened because I don't, I don't think you would have believed me if I said, buddy, it's not working. Well, it's funny not working because you said in the beginning that the, when the story broke and I kind of silently giggled to myself. <laughs> <Ba-dum-ba>. <laughs> All right, go ahead with your story now about Dr. Are, are you sure I'm, I'm allowed to do this now? Yes. I've been given permission. You may speak. Mm, cool. Thanks. Well, that's perfect because my computer just froze. There we go. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Chapek confirmed Disney Park Test System and the virtual queues are here to stay. Jamie and I have talked about this before, uh, that the Park Pass reservation calendar goes all the way out at this point in time to early 23. Um, so we're not super surprised to hear this confirmed. Um, virtual queue piece, I just don't think that there's enough capacity either in the queue itself, as giant as it is, or, you know, safety-wise, even without COVID you know, concerns in order to house everyone. So the, the virtual queue piece, whatever, fine. But the park pass system, this one grinds my gears a little bit. I've said it before. It's a different situation because we are local, because we're annual pass holders and we go all the time. But if I wake up in the morning and I want to go to Magic Kingdom and I can't because there's no park pass availability, it's obnoxious that I have to go to Epcot first to tap in to then turn around and go to Hollywood Studios at two or three in the afternoon. That's just stupid. I can go to any park I want after two as long as I've tapped into the first one. Why are we still forcing this reservation system on people? It just, this one I don't love. Yeah, and do you know why the virtual queue um, conversation came up in this technology meeting with JP Morgan specifically today? No. Um, because they announced, in addition to Rise of the Resistance, oh, the, the web slingers. Yes. Yeah, okay. Spider-Man attraction at DCA yes. 
was also going to be um, a virtual queue. Right. Um, I don't, and I've said this before, and I want to tackle the, the park pass system in a minute. The virtual queue, at this point, I think they should just open up standby and do what Universal did. Once the standby hits a certain capacity, you know, a certain length of time that they're going to be in line, it's cut off and done for the day. You can't enter. I, I just, I, it is mind-numbing to me that people pay on the cheaper end a hundred dollars to be in that. I was going to say ballpark in that <laughs> theme theme park, and if you don't get a boarding pass that you may or may have zero practice for ever within 10 seconds at seven o'clock, you're not riding potentially the ride that you wanted to do. And yes, you can change the park pass then at that time, but it's just, it's insane to me to do that, especially in Walt Disney world. That is so tourist based where you're looking at 75 to 80% of the people that go there are tourists compared to the 25% or so that are APs where Disneyland, it's, it's basically an inverse of that. Um, I just think it's such a terrible, terrible guest experience. And then you have a day like yesterday or the day before where it's down the entire day and never opens. And you just crazy. You just teed me up for a great softball. So thank you for that. I'm going to take a complete opposite stance. I think that the virtual queue is the best option right now for a couple of reasons. And you, like I said, you just gave me a great one of one of the reasons I was thinking. If you've waited in line for six, seven, eight hours, and then this ride goes down and does not reopen the rest of that day, you have then spent your, as you said, $100 on the cheap end to stand in a line and experience nothing that to me is huge the next piece to me is before they started the virtual queue they said okay you know you have to you know get get to the park and you know or i guess no it opened with a virtual queue when you had to be inside the park or whatever it was there were all the pictures we never went because anthony was too young but the pictures of it still being dark and there being people a hundred deep waiting at the gates to storm through into the park that is not a great guest experience. That is not something that you want to do on vacation. And the third reason, and probably the strongest one for me, that I don't think Walt Disney World should go to a straight up stand in line in the queue as long as you can, is for the children. Walt Disney World is a family theme park. You cannot expect a child, a young child who's 40 inches tall, a four-year-old like my son, little kids like that, to wait in line for hours on end to experience one thing. I understand the frustration with the virtual queue. Honest to God, I do. And I know that we're lucky that we've you know, been able to, to figure out a system that seems to work for us with the app to get those passes. I get that. But I, I truly, truly believe that this is the better way to do it than, than waiting in line or waiting for them to open the queue you know, or whatever. I don't necessarily disagree with any of your points. I think they are well taken. I think they are all valid. My only counterpoint 
is people have the option in that if you want to wait in this ride, knowing that rides break down, I, I mean, that you know, that could happen at Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, any ride can break down, go down for the rest but of the But you day. haven't waited hours for Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah, some, I mean, space has gotten to 180 routinely in the past couple of years. You look at higher weight, higher uh, higher uh, attendance, <laughs> attendance levels. Um, you know, especially I know everybody blames Fast Pass Plus for everything. Um, but you know, in a Fast Pass area, it can it can go up that high. I I mean, the other it's it to me it's it's the option if somebody chooses to wait in that line. If you think your four year old or whatever could handle it, they at least have that option with this virtual queue system. You don't get the ver- the boarding pass, you're out. It's just, I think, I don't think it's a great guest experience. I think ultimately, Donna, what really they need to, to do, and I know they won't shut down the ride to fix everything. <laughs> so let's talk in reality. They need to get the capacity up on the actual attraction and get it running. Because, I mean, the problem is, as far as attractions... There's not a ton to do at Hollywood Studios compared to a lot of the other parks. I, I think that is a major issue with it as well. Yeah, but I guess to me, if, if you if you asked me as a travel agent, or if you asked me as, as a parent or even as a consumer, hey, would you rather have a shot at a virtual queue or would you rather wait in line all day? I'm picking the virtual queue all day long. You're, you're choosing the potential to get in the virtual queue. Correct. Just yeah. like, you know, when we're talking about, you know, that the, the Spider-Man web slinger attraction uh, opening at Avengers, Avengers, excuse me, campus is going to be virtual queue. Does that make me nervous thinking like, when I get out to Disneyland, I might not get on this ride that I want to do. Of course it does. But I also would never, ever wait in line all day long to experience an attraction, even if it was a brand new one. Instead of doing other attractions when I was on vacation, I just wouldn't do it. Let me throw another idea out there because I think I would like this better. This, I think, would be a happy medium between the two. Um, what if they did it as a Fast Pass Plus, but it's a virtual queue, but the, the day or, or your boarding group can be reserved in advance? I think opening that up is a much better option because then people can, if they don't want to go to Hollywood Studios, rearrange some plans. Why does it have to be done the day of in the park at one? I think it's one at this point. Change it every other week or 7 a.m. anywhere. Why not make that 7 a.m. two weeks in advance? I wouldn't hate that. I almost wonder if that's a, um, and this is pure a million percent speculation but i wonder if it's like almost like a capacity although i guess if it's built as a fast pass thing that held way more i was gonna say maybe it can't hold that much data but again with the argument of fast pass plus it certainly held yeah, way more than that. absolutely you know do the the distribution with that but um how about um, i'll jump to the second story since it tie or the next story since it kind of ties into the park pass system sure whatever makes you happy 
Oh, I'm out of order. Oh, no. Oh, All no. Right, here we go. <laughs> um, so the Walt Disney World Park Pass system and all Walt Disney World Park Passes, as we're recording this on May 24th, are completely and utterly unavailable for all ticket types through May 31st. Yes, it's Memorial Day weekend. We got it. No parks available Tuesday the 25th. 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, or 31. Looking forward to June, there is all sorts of gray and yellow in this park pass calendar. Excellent system, Bobby. (laughs) Which is good because it means more people are coming, which, you know, good for the economy, good for Disney, good for me as a stockholder, good for me as a travel agent, but bad as a local who wants to be able to go to the parks whenever the insert expletive here <laughs> i want to yeah it's, it is a little bit a little bit maddening um for sure i mean even thinking about like you guys are coming down are we even going to be able to come over to meet you i don't know like i might need to plan that out right now in order to make it happen it's just it's that crazy right now and it's i get it i get COVID 19 i get the concerns with, with how many people are going to be there but i maintain if everyone who has a park hopper ticket or an annual pass can decide we're all going to magic kingdom after 2 PM and they haven't stopped anyone from doing that yet. Why in the world can't as an annual pass holder, I come over after two as well. It's, I mean, this system is a steaming pile of garbage. (laughs) I I just, I can't stand this thing anymore. The fact that it's going to be around for the undefinable future. Yeah. Um, it is utterly insane. I, I, this is purely a financial standpoint for Disney, for staffing. I mean, there's, there's no other way around it, which really drives me crazy because they had this data with, and could have this data with fast pass plus, you know, it's still, you know, if people have these park um, experiences booked with fast pass plus, they're going to be in that park. You can staff that attraction. You had that data. But but this, how you're limiting people. And I don't know how they can get away. And I think what really grinds my gears is the park hopping situation. Specifically for annual pass holders. And, and I, I guess in theory, even people that buy tickets with, a, with the hopper option. I don't know how they can... St- stagger the hours in a post-COVID world. I think people have, for the most part, been flexible and understanding. But if you're taking people's masks off and you mask in outdoor areas anymore, but you can't park hop until two, those two statements aren't congruent with each other. You know, well, you're doing it not for guest with each other. You know what's grinding my gears currently. We talked about it via text the other day. Where are my fireworks? Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's if it's safe enough to have our masks off while we're while we're outside, why is it not safe enough to have marked areas, which SeaWorld has been doing, which Universal Orlando has been doing, where each party needs to stand? And especially now that we know that the dis- the safer distance, you know, a, a safe distance is three instead of six feet, we can literally have twice as many circles as we initially thought, and bring back these entertainment options bring back 
Fantasmic. I'll go see it. I will go see it tomorrow if it opens up. Uh, bring back um, whatever version of fireworks they want to have. Wishes, preferably, which will never happen. So hopefully we're after whatever. I'll settle for that too. But bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. At this point in time, as Jamie pointed out, all financial, it's just... It's starting to get a little silly that all these restrictions can be lifted, but Disney won't bring back their nighttime entertainment. Let's go. Dr. Evil. I mean, he is the root of all things evil. And, you know, to a certain extent, too, I think um, Damaro gets a pass from a lot of people. As far as the park pass system, he's on the hook in my book for this one as well. I, I just, you know, Ch- Chapek said in, in, in an interview today with global technology that um, this park pass system is going to be around beyond the scope of the pandemic. Why? Correct. Totally has nothing to do with impacting in a positive manner, the guest experience. You are making people more frustrated, going through more hoops than it is necessary. I mean, and it's, it's another crazy. step that guests have to take. And especially coming from my perspective as a travel advisor, we have been told from day one, from before they released this, when we were still doing the trainings on this, you may not do this for a client. There is a right. COVID-19 waiver attached to it. You may not do this for a client. So after I've talked with a, a potential client, guided them toward, you know, what makes the most sense for their family, booked their vacation. The next interaction they have is me sending them an email saying, here's directions on how to do this. I can't do it for you. When I've just told them on the phone, I'm going to be for their, be them, be there for them every step of the way. I'll right. help you with the dining. I'll help you with, you know, if fast, fast, plus comes back, I'll help you with that. We'll do this. We'll do that. Oh, but I, I can't do this for you. So that just kind of rubs me the wrong way too, because it, it's just, it's not user-friendly. It's not guest centered this is a you know they always talk about an education make it make the decision in the best interest of the child well in disney let's make our, our decisions in the best interest of the guests and this one is not anymore in my humble opinion no it's this thing's a dumpster fire and i i, I hope this thing goes at some well, point. can i do a fun news story now please absolutely all right so the three caballeros uh, animatronics have returned to the Grand Fiesta tour at Epcot. Ironically, the day after the DiGiacomo family experienced the attraction with the cardboard cutouts. And of course, Anthony, my, my sweet four-year-old, every time we go by, Mama, where are Donald, um, Panchito, and Jose? Where are Donald, Panchito, and Jose? And I'm like, buddy, they're on vacation. Don't worry about it. So next time they we went to real see- Mexico. Yeah, next time we do the do the ride, he's gonna like jump out of the boat with excitement um, that there's no more cardboard and that the uh, animatronic figures have uh, triumphantly returned to the stage. And from the pictures and the video clips I've seen, they look pretty darn good. Uh, imagine, well, not Imagineer Zach Ridley had said that um, the animatronics were essentially almost rebuilt from the ground up, and and there's a ton of history because with they these. couldn't have that happen again. Yeah, ton of history with these animatronics going as you know opening day Magic Kingdom um, as part of the Mickey Mouse review. They spent 26 years in Tokyo, and this was one of those things that Disney didn't necessarily have to do in terms of bringing those animatronics to the Mexico Pavilion. But it was a huge, huge nod to longtime fans. So I'm glad to see uh, the three Caballeros back. Very well done. Thank and you, thank last you. but not least, I was. This story is interesting. 
200 more DVC, Disney Vacation Club Villas, coming to Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. An entire building of the main building, the what previously Donna and I would call the hotel side, um, as opposed to the villas or the DVC side. Um, an entire building, and Donna, you know the names better, Big Pine Key? Yes. Um is the wing or uh, the building that will become um, DVC. Um, not, we are told it's going to be a part of the Disney, of the uh, Grand Floridian Villas, um, or the Villas at Grand Floridian um, Condo Association. So we're assuming it will be the same expiration con- uh, dates for the contracts and, and things like that. But a lot of that information um will will be coming out so definitely interesting that uh they'd be taking a main building to me this just screams they're really struggling with selling the grand and they would they know that they can make more money per square foot um selling them as dvc villas as opposed to hotel i mean i i hate to agree with you because i love that hotel and i know it's not your favorite um, but they, Disney would not be doing it if it weren't in their best financial interest. Let's be serious. Yeah. I mean, this was, it really started with um, doing this at Jumbo House, um, where a lot of the rooms were converted and then they ended up building Kidani. So um, a lot of these will face um, Seven Seas Lagoon, if not all of that particular building. So pull right next to it and we'll seemingly have uh, Disney Vacation Club amenities um, and they will all be studios um, which in dvc terms is basically your standard hotel room so that cuts down significantly on interior construction rather which would be a good thing yeah i would think so but uh interesting to note um, the existing rooms are 447 square feet instead of the 374 square feet of the current studio so rooms will be slightly um bigger and i'm slightly that's that's a huge difference Mm, yeah about 70 70 feet or so 70 square feet yeah Yeah. so and i get um, i would assume that they may be installing um uh little kitchenettes that are pretty standard at dvc studios so should share an expert expiry date of january 31st 2064 Okay, so let's see. We were born in 86. How old will we be in 64? You know, I don't do math. 64 plus uh, 14. 14. So that would be 70. So are you going to get me a present that will expire right around my 78th birthday and give me a contract (laughs) for that? Uh, We'll see how much they... uh, There's a lot of speculation as to how much those contracts are actually going to be because I think... um, direct now because it's considered a sold out resort i want to say is 255 a point interesting i want to say um but you know this will obviously take it from being sold out to unsold out so what is that exactly going to do with the pricing and you know in terms of resale contracts as well i still think we need to do a dvc special so all right well that'll wrap it up for housekeeping (laughs) all right let's take a quick break and we'll be back with ridiculous things that we will do once everything is 100 back to normal and we are back in our main segment this week came up with the idea of ridiculous 
things that we want to do at Walt Disney World when everything is, fingers crossed, 100% back to normal. This is meant to be funny, not totally 100% serious, so (laughs) I guess we'll see how funny we think we are, Donna. Well, as evidenced by you saying that the very first thing on your list was to lick the floor at KMA Cafe. (laughs) (laughs) That That is true, but evidently I'll get to do that for real. In, in person in a couple of weeks so that had to get off the uh, the list um i'll i know my list is a little bit longer than yours so i'll start with one that got added while we were doing our housekeeping segment there you go and it's ridiculous because of how much i don't want to do this <laughs> but <laughs> i will share a popcorn with you at fantastic <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't like that show. No, um, I think our listeners probably know that neither of us are are big fans of that show. I think the the version that Andrew made on the the Ring of Our Hot Tub was a better version. Uh, It's it's a shame because I think the technology is just dated. I think the one at Disneyland is so much better. If they get the projection effects installed. um, I mean, I love the music at the end. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I hate how loud some of the, um, like, especially the scarier scenes, if you will. I think it's just so loud, too. But, yeah. But I'll share a popcorn with you, because I do like their popcorn. <laughs> All right. Fair. Check. Um, my first ridiculous thing, let's, let's stay at Hollywood Studios, is I will stay all day rotating in and out, in and out, in and out at the aerial show. Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Oh, that's a see. That's actually a genuine one that I would like to do. <laughs> um, oh, I hope that thing comes back. I love that show so much. Did I tell you when we were at Studios the other day? Because we got, I guess we got. Oh, it was when we were on property for our anniversary. We were there all day, which is rare. We're not usually at the park all day because we live here and we go over a couple of hours and come back. Uh, but we were at Studios pretty much all day, and Anthony asked half a dozen times. To go see the aerial show, and we're like, we know, buddy, we know, we gotta see it too. Uh, it's 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 amazing. I mean, it's just such a good show, and and uh, I I hope that that doesn't get canned. My uh, Val and and Ashley and, and my mom always make fun of Eric, who has like the one ridiculous line of. It's, I don't even think that guy speaks i think he's honestly mouthing the word oh, i'm pretty sure it's recorded exactly. it's yeah, yeah epically funny that he has this one most ridiculous it was line. you it was you all along it was you all along <laughs> um so and the the dog that's the size of a human i mean it's just <laughs> kind of cute I it's guess, the size but... of a human because it is a human yeah donna don't ruin it <laughs> um, so anyway no, that's, that's, a good that's one. my first ridiculous thing that i would do in addition to having a popcorn fruit with you at phantasmic i would i would spend a hundred dollars and, and see how many shows because we probably couldn't get into back to back because of how they load but we'd probably be able to get into every other so we could probably see it i think we could hit 15 in a day what are they stacked like every 25 minutes uh, it's a 17 minute show, so it probably is every 20. Okay, so every 20 minutes, so three shows an hour. So we would get to two shows an hour, the park's open for 12 hours. Yeah. I love how we just ran the math on that. That's awesome. <laughs> I also feel like that's a totally necessary challenge to do. <laughs> 
Sir, why are you and that other lady here? It's your like 15th time today. Huge fans of Ariel. <laughs> and since there'll be no masks, since again, everything will be totally back to normal, we can like loop out to one of the many little stands in that courtyard and grab food and stand in line eating. I like it. <laughs> um, so my uh, number two on my list is just because I'm going to stop at every water fountain for a drink. <laughs> you hate the water here the even water. though the uh, even though i'd rather lick my toilet or drink my toilet water oh. than drink something out of florida i will stop at every water fountain and it's a shame too because disney world water fountains i don't know what type of cooling system they used to have but that thing came out like ice yes and then well, that's because awful. the water's terrible if it's not cold i'm being serious yeah yeah, it used to be so much colder, and then, uh, and you know, I, I, I'm gonna find a way to blame it on Doctor Evil somehow. But <laughs> it, it just, uh, it's definitely not as good. But every water fountain I see, I will stop for a drink. Well, sticking in the same vein of shows, I'm going to go to every single show on property, even the Dumb Nemo show and Phantasmic was what I wrote down. <laughs> oh, even the dumb that show's even good. The dumb you show so wrong about that. <laughs> uh, but every single one, every single one, I'll go to. I'll go to the the shorts at Epcot that I never go to. I'll go to the um the Lightning McQueen show that we got to. I'll, I'll go to every blessed one just because I can. Once You'll they're finally all- do that, um, the Beauty and the Beast sing along that I told you. About. There you go. There you go. Every single one. Every single one. Impressions to France has like a cult following. I don't know if I've ever seen it. We were waiting in line for uh, Frozen. Gosh, I don't know what it was. A couple weeks back. And it was all like queued up back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth uh, in front of the the Chinese pavilion. And um, the the China Vision 360 thing, which makes me want to yard. Yeah. uh, Was about to load. So I was like, oh, you guys go, you guys go. You know, I'll hold our spot. By the time they got in, they just closed the doors. They came back and they were like, yeah, we missed it. Sorry. Uh, but that's one thing I don't think Anthony's ever seen. Yeah, I can't handle that 360. <laughs> I don't like that at all. That that may be a total skip for me, even <laughs> in a normal world. Um, <laughs> all right. Are you ready for I think you're going to like my number three. Okay. I am going to, for my number three, most ridiculous Walt Disney World to-do list. I'm going to fill up an entire tray of pickles at the Pecos Bill Fixins Bar. Oh, I miss the Fixins Bars. Their pickles there are phenomenal. I'm not a super pickle person, but, oh, you know, if it floats your boat there, buddy. They're so good. I, and they always it always kind of annoyed me that they give you these little teeny tiny cups like for the ketchup. And mm. those are what you had to put your pickles in. Like, you could fit four or five pickles in that little container. So I'm like, you know, on a tiny... Isn't, isn't that like a normal portion for a normal person? Like, four or five pickles? If you're going to put it on a sandwich, but if you're eating the pickles as an appetizer, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if you want to be a super social fatty <laughs> as an entree, <laughs> second entree. But um, oh, their pickles there are so good, and and 
and I know Val loves that fixins bar, and it's it's so good. Oh, they used to have all the cheese there and all the sour cream you wanted. Now, when you order there, you literally have to like beg them to give you another packet of like sour cream that's like this big. It makes you want to cry. Yeah, it's it's bad. <sighs> all right, next up, I'm going to have um, a nice little uh, dinner at Trails End. Ah, uh, that's fair. Not that, ridiculous. Not, I mean, that's I legit. Say, that one's that one's not ridiculous. That is um, a very, very true, very, very sad statement of fact that I miss Trails End. That's a fun environment. And you know what? Bring back Hoopty Doo while you're at it. I'll go to I'll go to Trails End and Hoopty Doo two nights in a row. Man, and I'll start Weight Watchers on the third night. <laughs> no, the third day will be Kate Back Cafe with my Kate That's right. Yeah, we got to pay separately for your crab legs and lobster. Well, um, that's what I'm saying. And once everything's 100 percent back to normal, hopefully that's not the case. Yeah. Um, when you guys ate at, at Trails End, was that your first time when you ate with us? Yeah, that was. That was really good. That was our first time too. Yeah, I thought that was excellent. The applesauce was even, I just, I specifically remember the applesauce being so good. Everything was excellent. Everything. It, it was really, really, really good food. No, I, I enjoyed that place and, and can't wait for that. That's another one I would be excited to. I, I'm glad Kate May opened up first. I think it's, you know, may drive more traffic than a, than a trail's end because they still have the P&Js. Um, yeah, no, I would definitely like going back there. Um, all right. Number four. And once again, this is a maskless world. Just because I want to stick my tongue out for every on-ride photo. <laughs> my uh, very similar one, the reason I'm so amused by that, is I want to turn my like the back of my head. <laughs> I don't know Which what I totally, said. I totally, totally could do that even with a mask on. But just for the irony of the fact that you could be maskless, I think it'd be hilarious if everyone else was looking at the camera and I was turning so it was the back of my head. Hilarious. Uh, the funny on-ride photos are always so good. But yeah, just because, <laughs> you know, I'd like to be able to stick my tongue out and not hit a mask. I mean, that would be cool for every on-ride photo. Did you see my most recent Haunted Mansion photo where uh, Anthony's pointing at the camera and I'm giving a thumbs up at the camera? Is that the one where you're not 100% looking at the camera? You're still looking up? Maybe. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, I did happen to see that. Because Andrew's got it figured out. Wherever the camera is, he's looking <laughs> dead straight on it. Like like the cameraman said, look here, homie. Um, yeah, but you're, you still have... I, and I don't know where exactly the camera is posi- is positioned because I'm always looking up too. So it's got to be below the frame. Andrew said bottom left of the cat lady. Bottom left. Is he still looking at the frame or is it below? It? Yes. A little bit below the frame. Okay. In case you can't hear him whispering like an atomic bomb next to me. <laughs> Because they're so quiet. <laughs> uh, all right. My next one, which I, again, tickled my funny moment a little bit. I'm going to go to all four parks before 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If, that was the other thing I was going to mention about that, that park pass system, that dumpster fire. I don't even understand in a post-COVID world, like, I don't want to throw out, like, class action lawsuit, but like restricting people on their park hopping hours i don't know how they can even do that i don't know 
I just I don't get that to me because you know when they when they sold APs. I mean, granted, you know we had our AP before shutdown and things like that, but you know when they sold them with a park hopper option, it, it never had any you know time thing. I'm throwing up a big pause timeout of, of the segment we're doing now and asking you a, a question, a follow-up question to that. Do you think when they release the APs again for sale, are they going to come in at a comparable price or are they going to come in significantly higher like we're seeing, you know, pricing other other things? Um, I think it's going to be higher. As a matter of fact, I, I have to talk to Val about it, but I, I want to like, get our renewal certificates now because if excuse me if you have an ap if you have like a um park pass reservation for the future they'll let you get a renewal at any point correct so if if you kind of beat any price hike it's not a bad idea to get that done however you are out unless you're a florida resident paying monthly the way we are you are out for you folks that are non-residents the entire cost of that annual pass at the time of, of that purchase yeah but we would all i mean you'd be out at any point anyways whenever no no i more so mean like if you're four months out before you be due for renewal then oh, you'd be yeah. in full at that point yeah that doesn't really bother me i have an ap in the bank so to speak <laughs> So, um, yeah, what do you think? So they made a huge deal for those that might not have caught um, the show where we were talking about 2022 bookings becoming available. They made a gigantic deal about how if you were looking at pricing for this year, 2021, versus the same year for 2022, it would be the same, that they weren't doing price increases, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. So. That makes me wonder, maybe they won't, but in reality, I would truly be shocked if there were not a significant price increase when they first start selling them again. Supply and demand? Yeah. I mean, or, I, I mean, I, I, I think they would be more likely to be significantly raised in, in like some weird capacity, try and hold people off kind of thing. Um, Maybe they're afraid about bad PR, you know, finally turning a corner on COVID and, you know, prices go through the roof. Um, I don't think that's the case, especially with Dr. Evil in charge. Um, or the Disney wish. These are your starting prices. But really, the only people who are getting those prices are the platinum and gold right. members, and everything like that, because the cruise that we're going to be booking tomorrow is already several hundred dollars more than the quote starting price that right. was listed a week ago. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, I, I don't know. I think it'll be raised. I, I just, I worry. I don't think it's going to happen, but I do worry that they go to this garbage membership program that they're floating out for Disneyland that, you know, you buy this ticket and it's good for 15 whatever visits or, or whatever they're trying to do out there. I, I, I don't think it's going to come to world, but if it's successful out there and, and higher profit margin, it's always plausible. There would be a mutiny living where we live and talking to all the people we talk to. No one in our neighborhood is from Florida. We're all transplants who love Disney and moved two miles from the magic kingdom to go all the time. 
Are you going to move back to Pennsylvania? Hell no. Are you, going to, are, are you going to stop going to Disney? I, if I have to buy tickets at 15 days a pop, we're not going to go as much, James. I mean, we had, even with the COVID closure, we had, what, like 79 visits last year? Right, but that, that's making JPEGs point for them. Mm. Well, I'm not buying 15, what would that be? 30, 16, yeah. I'm not buying six of those tickets. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, anyways, I gotta, I like my next one. And this, uh, I can tell you have a shooting grin on your face. <laughs> you, you'll, you may enjoy this too because you know how much I despise this place. But I will eat an entire cup of cheese sauce from the Cosmic Rays condiment bar. <laughs> it's not on the bar anymore. You have to pay a dollar extra for it. It's okay. I'll still buy it. <laughs> uh, the condiment bar is coming back. The condiment bar will be back, but the yeah. hot cheese sauce will not be. <laughs> I think Val just shouted from the other room. I want the cheese sauce. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, eat a cup of cheese sauce from the Cosmic Rays. Oh Cosmic Rays. <laughs> you literally bar. just shuddered. I saw it happen. Oh God, it puts it's. I don't know how you guys eat there. We had our first bad experience there of this calendar year. We waited forever, forever, forever after hitting on here for our food to be ready. It was way too long for a kid's meal. So we ordered the kid's meal for the milk and the side for Anthony and Andrew and I split the chicken, like two chicken tenders. He had one, I had one. Um, But we essentially wanted the milk and the the applesauce things for Anthony. Um, It took for way too long to pop up a kid's meal. I had to get a... um chocolate milk to do Aiden's milk dose and it, it it took a while and I, it was literally just a prepackaged milk that so he didn't bad. drink anyways but anyways nice <laughs> yeah that was a whole fiasco <laughs> all right the next one is more about me being a little bit frugal and poking fun at myself which is why this is funny I will walk around eating snacks all day around world showcase without a care in the world <laughs> nice <laughs> i do like that that's that's even funnier coming from you you're right so I, I think until donna i got the uh you know nine dollar lobster salad or something i think she breaks out in hives <laughs> it's just hard when you live here to think about like oh god i'm gonna spend nine dollars here seventeen dollars here this that and the other thing i'm like i am the person this is a good, a good enough story to stop and tell and this will be even better if you haven't heard this because i'll get a genuine reaction from you so did you ever hear the ice wine story not that i know of no yes this is gonna be great okay so when andrew and i were married just a couple of years we're still living in pennsylvania we went to niagara falls and uh we visited a couple wineries really enjoyed that and we tried something called ice wine have you ever had that yeah i have it at epcot a lot perfect okay so it's for those who might not have had it because i truthfully never even heard of it until we were in niagara falls it's like insanely 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 sweet wine served Mm -hmm. in like really small pours it's not something you pour like a whole glass of even like even i have a very big sweet tooth i couldn't it's a small pour thing so we bought a bottle of ice wine when we were at Niagara Falls. We loved it. We drank it, you know, for every, for, you know, special occasions, things like that. Really, really enjoyed it. And it was gone. And I tried to reorder it. And there's all sorts of laws as really thinking about it, there should be for importing alcohol from Canada into the U.S. Ooh. That made it 
made it impossible for me to get that ice wine. So when we were at um, Food and Wine Festival, the first year that we lived down here, um, we were in the apartment and, you know, obviously saving money to, because we were selling, had sold our house in Pennsylvania at that point. We're looking at buying a house here <laughs> and we're going around the booth and we see there's ice wine on one of the menus. I'm like, oh my God, I would love that. But it was like $12, the tiniest little pour. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, it's $12. So later that day, we were walking through the old festival center where they sell bottles of different wines from the festival, right? What is right in front of me but this giant bottle of the ice wine that I didn't want to pay $12 for? Andrew, what was it, like 70 bucks? <laughs> so andrew said he thought it was 50 i guess in my head i'm exaggerating let's call it 60 let's cut the difference let's say it was 60 dollars for this bottle of ice wine and i was like andrew there are so many there like six pours would be this amount of money like you know let's just get this we can bring it home we'll enjoy it the same way we did with the bottle we got niagara falls we bring it home i'm so excited like over the moon excited we get it out we pour it it's like cough syrup so 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 bad like you couldn't even choke it down so that bottle is still in the fridge in the garage no you still have it i gotta try it the next time i'm over clearly i'm so upset i never heard this story so bad and I was so mad because here I was like I was smug I had outsmarted Disney I'm just gonna buy the whole bottle instead of paying twelve dollars or four. Oh no I have to try this wine <laughs> so lesson learned now you try it and you pay whatever it is and then if you like it you buy more of it like with the pomegranate beer that I buy at the uh, beer store by my parents house <laughs> god that's so funny um but yeah i, I think I, I i can't remember exactly but i want to say canada may have ice wine um, well that makes sense because we got it in niagara falls okay um at, at their i don't know if they regularly have that or it's only like a food and wine thing but i remember it being pretty good and i love the plum wine from um japan and china their quick services um i have one more all right finish it up to finish do you have any or no that was it that was my last one i thought that i would poke fun myself to end so this one kind of mirrors your hanging back and and uh watching voyage of the little mermaid on repeat i'm gonna ask the cast member to stay in the pre-show for both dinosaur and tower of terror no i love them i think they're great but you know them verbatim like you're that obnoxious person that can spew it out I am, but I, it's it's like it's back. It's it's that old friend that you just want to hang out with, and I, I mean, you know, one- that is fair because I do miss the pre-shows, like walking through like the stretching room and not hearing the spiel of and seeing the effect of the stretching room. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, and I have never actually seen um, the one for Runaway Railway. Oh, it's cute. Well, as yeah. cute as that animation can be, you know my feeling on that particular right. animation style. Um, and that terrible attraction as it is. Anyways. Oh, it's not. Well, it's not great movie ride, but it's not that bad. Anthony it's, loves it. It's terrible movie ride. 
Pretty sure um, my kid held your hand throughout that entire line. He did. <laughs> it was cute. He was funny. Um, but the the one from Dinosaur is like so funny because it's like that old uh, second half of the 90s. It, it's almost like Test Track 1.0 pre-show. Um, you know, it has uh, uh, Wallace from CSI. Um, and, and you know what? Dinosaur is also those classic iconic lines that you know disney fans just appreciate you know hello there <laughs> uh, correct a little misstatement with her sass like, it, it's just it's all well done and and i, I think in, in kind of a nutshell and, and obviously a lot of this was you know to be funny but it's it's super little little things that you know we miss as disney fans with that have kind of been not taken away but that we can't do right now okay and i'll add one more thing uh, i know more of like a serious somber note but i miss seeing the cast member smiles like actual genuine smiles at like little kids like when we are like oh or like things like that like we have masks on you know yeah. or i choose to still have a mask on because i because i have a, a little guy um but you can't see the cast members reactions like that's it's tough when you only see this much of someone's face. So I'm, I miss seeing that. I miss seeing that interaction. And for our listeners, Donna was putting her fingers around her eyes. <laughs> my, that is these, this. Are my, these are my, what, what is it, watching goggles? And watching goggles and listening ears. <laughs> these are my watching goggles. <laughs> After the show's over, remind me, I got to tell you a story of something that Aiden said this weekend about eyes. <laughs> you just said that on our show, just so you know. <laughs> It's okay. It's not inappropriate. It's just, it was funny, but nobody will get the gist of the joke anyways. So, but so if yeah. you're still listening, Jamie's <laughs> just rambling because he can. <laughs> well, I, I told you earlier, there was something important I wanted to ask you and it, I didn't text you right away. So I obviously don't know what it is right now. Why have I never used that line, by the way? <laughs> it seems I arrived in time to correct a little misstatement. Next thing you're <laughs> stupid, I'm going to pull that out. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good show idea. Ridiculous lines. And oh, that would be a good game, though. I, I, so yes. one, of, one of us says a line, and we have to pick what attraction or remember what attraction it's from. Uh, let's do that for sure. Maybe we'll do that next week. Uh, is that like a Donna say that that's what we're doing next week? Or is that like a hey, maybe we'll do that next week? We'll do it next month. I'll let you decide. All right, so next week we will either do what Jamie just threw out there, <laughs> or we will say happy birthday to Art of Animation Resort and a show all about Disney's Art of Animation Resort. We'll probably do that <laughs> since it is the birthday. Uh, as always, we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to us ramble for this long, and we'll see you real soon.